0: good to be with you here on a friday well no longer the football friday edition but we'll have some football on the program you know that um get to it in the four o'clock hour we got a lot of football at four for you today but a lot of basketball uh i got nascar uh we so we've we've got a lot of different things to hit with you today and uh of course we've got guests for you as well Uh, tim murray from Beeson is pivoting to basketball uh breakdowns for us, mostly college hoops he'll be with us at four o'clock so be ready for that and uh we'll also hear for patrick stevens of the bubble watch at five o'clock for the washington post and uh, again nascar fans six o'clock davy siegel we'll talk nascar us from nascar um, on sirius xm all right so had a uh, text early this morning from a man k dub who said that uh he last night was uh watching caitlin clark make history and said that um, if you could please spend some time on that oh my god 23 points in the first quarter said he's a a girl dad loves seeing women excel in sports have to say Caitlin Clark's the most fun to watch athlete in men's or women's sport now that football's over which is a very interesting uh, uh, point right there we'll get to that here in a sec but to, to go back to what he's talking about if you missed it last night and you heard James in the update just hit it a minute ago Caitlin Clark in all Either scored or assisted on 79 of Iowa's points Thursday night uh, with the 49 and 13 night. That the bucket she hit to break the record uh, was, you know, was logo deep. I mean, it was it was absurd how, how what her range is. Um, you know, Steph Curry ish range as she becomes the Division One scoring leader of all time in women's basketball, um, breaking Kelsey Plum's record last night in their uh, game against Michigan. You've seen the impact she's had on attendances around not just you know not not just at Iowa but in the Big Ten. Uh, a couple weeks ago in Maryland, it was uh, a, a tough ticket to get as well. Uh, the record-breaking three again took place in the first quarter, but still went on to have a huge, huge night. And you know more records to come for Caitlin Clark, who's been in the spotlight. Seems to have ice water in her veins. Doesn't seem to be caught up in this. Um, you know, last year, if you remember, she scored or assisted on seventy-four and a half of Iowa's points. Uh, Second highest percentage in her career. Um, You know, last year in the 2023 Final Four, she accounted for like 75% of their points and um, the win over number one, South Carolina. I mean, she's she's done a lot of amazing things. So this isn't really surprising to see her do this, but it's just more milestone, more milestones as time goes on here. But uh, what Kata brings up is a very interesting question about, you know, most exciting non, you know, whether it's non-football, or really just this athletes that get you out of your seat. That you'll watch no matter what time of year is the event of it. I, w- I want to get to that here in a second, but a couple more things on Caitlin Clark. Um, she's 81 points shy of uh, also breaking Lynette Warder's record, which would be for the AIAW major college record, which was set at Kansas from 78 to 81 when the NCAA began governing women's athletics, uh, she also is just 99 points shy of uh, passing Hall of Famer Pete Maravich for the most in Division One history, men or women. Now, here's a point, and, and it, I don't mean to say this to be like the chauvinist pig on the show or to like sound like I'm dismissing Caitlin Clark here. But we just this is more of a, hey, let's give Pete Maravich a second here while his name's being brought back up in history, right? Now, this is where I'm playing the old guy, right, James? The old guy here. I'm
1: just going to wait for the angry texts to come in. You go ahead.
0: <laughs> and, and this is the old guy on the radio station here uh, moment. And, and here's what it is. is Pete Maravich did this in three seasons, number one. Important point. He didn't play. Remember, they weren't allowed to play as freshmen. Remember, Lou right, right. well, Sender, same thing. Wasn't allowed to play as freshmen. So he did this in three seasons, and they didn't have the thing called the three-point line at that point. Yet, everybody will tell you that witness Pete Maravich, he was one of the greatest shooters ever. And, you know, if he would have had the three-point line, look out at the numbers he could have put up. So, I, you know, I thought about that this morning when I saw it. And, look, I don't expect the Today Show to bring up these minutiae kind of stupid things that only people like me care about. But I, I did think it was like somebody needs to, like, be sane here for a second. Just bring up, hey, small sidebar as we're trying to compare apples to oranges here, right? Okay, it's it's kind of hard to really put in perspective what Maribich did, and it almost needs, like, its own little category, right? Because um, it was pretty crazy. So, again, as a freshman back in those days, and this would have been in the 60s for Maribich, 66, 67, you can't play on the varsity team, and the stats don't co- count towards the NCAA records. So, he averaged, by the way, that year, 43.6 points. Oh, <laughs> At the time, Pete Maravich in his college career averaged 44 points a game. Again, no three-point line, people. No three-point line. Uh, and it is an incredible career uh, in college basketball. So anyway, I, I just thought Pete Maravich needed a little moment here, right? You know, RIP Pistol Pete. Uh, what an incredible career. But what Caitlin Clark is doing is was sensational. Um, and what she continues to do is sensational. And, you know, in a day and age when men's college basketball isn't really... Full of name brand people that we know from the day. You know, you got you got some players that have been around for a while now because of COVID. We've had, I mean, Armando Baycott. I feel like he played with uh, Jordan at this point. I
1: actually played against
0: him. <laughs> um, he's been around a while. You know, I mean, you look at some of the ACC old heads, right? Have been around for a while. Uh, You know, and then, you know, like a Hunter Dickinson as well, you know, who's now at Kansas, I mean, there's others, but I'm just saying, so we don't really get to know the men's players like we used to anyway, a lot of the one and done the best of the best come and they go really quickly. So it is refreshing to have a face of college basketball, you know, you, you know, the women's side. And I think we discussed this yesterday. Some the NIL money, and we'll hear about this again, when we get to March, the NIL money for women's athletics, in particular women's basketball, um, they tend to make much more money than the men. Because, in terms of this name and image likeness, before it became a, hey, we're just giving this money because we want you to stay at our school thing, when it was actually you were earning it and you were a brand and you were like, you had a uh, way to push products, they were the women's athletes that were doing this already. They had already figured this out. Like, you know, the gymnast and stuff, you know, it's at, at LSU, I mean, it's ridiculous. Some of the things you see, there's swimmers, you know, they already have like their whole thing going on and Instagram and stuff. But anyway, you're seeing this with college basketball more so. And, and Caitlin Clark's, you No, know, I mean, think about all the money that she's actually really generated. Like, yeah. not just like, hey, no, she's getting paid to stay at Iowa. No, she's actually generating money in eyeballs and ratings. Like, she is a really good example of name, image, likeness. We're going to talk a lot about this stuff hopefully in the next few weeks as these court cases keep rolling. And some of this stuff to me is a sham. I'm sorry, because there's some people at, at some of these schools that are really not adding any extra inventory or any extra value to anything, except that they're really good for their team, and you want them to stay there. So that's why you're giving the money. They're not like going out pushing product like the original idea of and likeness was. But anyway, that all being said, she's actually doing that and has been uh, again a huge part of this sport. And it's it's I think it'll only when she goes through the WNBA, it's only going to help raise that profile as well. And, you know, hopefully these fans that are, you know, caring about her, Iowa, will follow her to that because it would be very good for that league that has, you know, gotten better and better. I mean, women's basketball has gotten better and better as, as time's gone on. That's certainly like everything else. The three point line has opened it up for it. The handles on some of these players is, you know, incredible with the way that the ball handling is at next level. I mean, you can put it up against some of the men guards, and they don't travel in women's basketball. They don't take the extra step. <laughs> yeah. Then we call a Euro step, or, yeah. a crab dribble, and all these crab things. Crab dribble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a crab <laughs> dribble.
0: Now you're traveling, but whatever, oh. you know, whatever. So it's refreshing to see. But the, but this thing that K Dub hit up to me is like like most fun athlete kind of thing. Like you know, like just get past the like are they championship and you know whatever the best of the best. But like just people, you like. Oh, I'm flipping the channels and like, wow, Caitlin Clarkson, I think I'm going to stay here for a while, right? Like like I feel that way during baseball season when we see Shohei Otani at bat or pitching, although we won't see him pitching this year. You know, those are the kind of people you you want to watch. Um, K-Dub said, you know, inside Caitlin Clarkson yet Otani on there, Connor uh, McDavid, the hockey player uh, for the Oilers as well as a good one. And, you know, in it with a shout-out to Steph Curry, I still stop for Steph Curry. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, oh, I, I mean yeah. I'll watch this All-Star Weekend stuff. This you know three point competition. He's in the um the men's and women's three point competition. breakdown. I'll watch that for him. And I wish he was in the other three point competition too. But I guess I'm asking him to do too much. Yeah, this know. weekend off, I guess. But whatever. I I, w- I would see Curry. I, I still think Curry holds up. I think there's some other older NBA players that still hold up. But I'll, I'll get to those here in a little bit. But I, I think he's still on that list. Something about outside shooting that is fun to watch. I don't know what what it is. Maybe it's because it's more regular person stuff like because not everybody could dunk or ever could dunk or play in the post but when you see somebody who can shoot from range and handle it's like okay yeah if I would have practiced harder maybe I could have done that when really out in reality no you couldn't because you you know you weren't (laughs) born into you know the curry family but whatever so there's something appealing about that but Clark I mean again I think she crosses over she's one of these like crossover you know and I'll be fascinated to see the Iowa ratings versus some of the men's ratings. So the men's college basketball ratings have been kind of in the dumper for a while here compared to what, you know, yesteryear. Come the good old days, I think we we've had we've had some problems with that, unless it's like name brand teams.
1: Well, like you're you're right though, there's no face really on the men's side. No. There there really isn't, whereas Caitlin Clark is is the face of college basketball right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and Richie says too, you know, on top of the Maravich only playing three seasons and no three point line, he only played in eighty three games.
1: <laughs> and also I mean, back. it's
0: insane. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, it's not really an apples to apples comparison when she passes him, but she will, it, it, you know, she will pass him. But it, it, I mean, again, just just take a minute if you haven't, you know, it'll be a lot of it might be in black and white, but you know, there's some there's some YouTube out there uh, of Pistol Pete. I mean, it's crazy what he was doing. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. All right, here's what I want from you. Either the Valley Who's phone line or the uh, text line. K-Dub has, has has got my brain moving on a Friday. I appreciate that. Our first non-football Friday weekend. Um, must-watch athletes. Who are your must-watch athletes currently? Currently. Like, current sports. You know, you can include football. If you want to, you know, if you want to, like, increase your – your are brainless. You can go outside of football, but but must watch athletes. Whatever the sport, I don't I don't care what it is. Give me a couple of them. Um, who they, who are they for you? When you see them, you stop the television. Uh, you watch them, or you're, you're DVRing, or you're going back watching the highlights. Who are the must see athletes for you? in any sport 757 687 94 we'll get to our poll question about weekend watch list um which you're checking out this weekend we'll do all the coming up scott jackson show priority auto sports radio 94.1 we are brought to you by larry king long injured in an accident call 757 injured 757 i-n-j-u-r-e-d all right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Thanks for joining us here on a Friday. We got a full four-hour edition for you today. Um, poll question at Jackson Sports on the X, the athlete formerly known as Twitter, or at ESPN Radio nine four one. Brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings. What are you watching this weekend? Very simple. It's a, it's a watch list, if you will. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend, Daytona five hundred, Tiger. If he actually makes the cut, other reply below. Uh, right now, thirty seven point seven percent of you are going with the left-turn sport, and Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of Racing, uh, which is always weird to me because it is the first race of the year. So you're playing the championship first, and then you play the regular season. It's, it's odd. It's a weird comparison. I, I get and that. I've been told over and over why they do it that way, but it still doesn't make any damn sense. All right, twenty-two point six percent of you going other. I uh, got a lot of wide-ranging answers there. Uh, Twenty point eight on the Tiger bandwagon. Eighteen point nine percent on All Star Weekend. I will tell you now. I, I am going to watch. Well, I'm definitely not watching golf. Um, <laughs> number one, am th- no interest. Um, I'd like to play golf this weekend, which I'm not doing either. I will tune into some of the 500, not all of it. Uh, definitely will catch at least the slam dunk competition, three-point shooting competition. The game itself, probably not, but I am interested in this. Did you know they're going to have a, a again, every sport except for the NFL, knows set of capitalize on these things. Outside of their little Manning cast. They're going to have a separate broadcast uh, with draymond green and charles barkley
1: oh that's gonna be highly entertaining <laughs> yes that's gonna be great i mean, I think
0: there's a chance that barkley and draymond green might kill each other uh which would be interesting i mean they might get into a fight i mean i feel like they've had beef in the past but maybe not because draymond is kind of like charles barkley of his own generation in a sense um not quite as clever i might add not
1: nearly as clever
0: i like charles a lot so anyway I will check that out for a bit. But anyway, so that's that's what we got up there. A lot of others uh, reply belows that I'll get to here in a little bit, but I want to get to the text line. Uh at seven five seven, six eight, seven, ninety-four ninety four. Uh Mike has confirmed I am being old. Thank you. Uh, Dan of Virginia Beach says great point about pistol Pete, but nobody talks about Namath passing for four thousand yards in a fourteen game season during the bump-and-run mug era of the NFL. That's a good one. Or OJ, 2,000 yards in 14-game season. Yeah. Well, you know why we don't talk about OJ well, anymore. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was going to there, say there's a reason I mean, There's there. a reason we don't talk about OJ anymore. Uh, and, of course, Roger Maris hitting 61 home runs when the mound was higher. Yeah. How about all them Babe Ruth things back in the day when um, that was the dead ball era and nobody else was home. Everybody goes, oh, right. well, he was a fat slob. He ate hot dogs. He drank beer. Yeah, well, others didn't, and they weren't hitting home runs like that. Uh-uh. So what was he doing? If you ever go, uh, I don't know if the museum's still open, but I remember going to the museum of Baltimore, uh, the Babe Ruth Museum, and his bat was like, you know, picking up a uh, tree trunk. I mean, it was absurd how heavy of a bat he had. I mean, that guy had to be ultra strong. I mean, say what you want again, era, dead ball, you know, guys didn't throw as hard, breaking, pitch. blah, blah, blah. He was doing something nobody else was doing. It's like the Sammy Baugh thing, right? Like, you see the old black and whites, and you're like, this dude's throwing a ball that looks like a, f- a basketball, number one. It doesn't even look like what we think of it as a football. Now uh, it was like a weird shape, and then he's chucking it further than anybody, right? Like, it was just absurd how he was bombing away.
1: People forget he pitched, too, for for a stretch.
0: Who's that, the babe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. When he was in Baltimore. But it's not the curse of the Baltimore Orioles. It's the curse of your beloved Red Sox. Well, it was anyway. It was, right. Now that you guys are unsufferable because you won all those championships. <laughs> all right. Uh, Raider James says this. Uh, Modern-day must-watch is Mad Max Crosby. Man, how on brand is that? Uh, looking back, it was Lyle Alzado. Lyle Alzado, by the way, that he was part of the All-Drug Olympics NFL, though. I mean, he was on, like, horse paralyzers. I mean, <laughs> anything he could get his hands on. Or, I guess, his mouth on. He was uh, he was all over it. Man, that guy was on all kinds of stuff. Uh, I do love watching Adley Rushman as well. Let's go O's. Yeah, how about Demo's? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, the, look, the Orioles are chock full of um, young stars and, and will be uh, here in the near future. I did see today, by the way, the Orioles are already working the phone lines. Uh, for good, tw- they're not going to wait. Good. No, they're not going to wait because of all these you know pitching injuries they've suddenly seen. Lesson sustained. learned, then. Yeah. All right, here's my fun, must watchable athlete. I still have Curry on the list, even though he's getting older. Giannis. I mean, there's something about a dude that size who's got, like, you know, can, like, touch the rim from the foul line. Pretty crazy. Obviously, Shohei Otani uh, is one of them. I think Max Scherzer was for a long time, but man, it's just, he just kind of fallen off the cliff, sadly. Um, and then if we're doing NFL guys, I mean, I would, I would put certainly the guy we just watched win the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes there. And I do think Lamar Jackson has a must-watch quality about him too, um, unless of course they don't allow him to play like Lamar Jackson in the most important game of the season. Well, of and course, that, yeah. that's always yeah. unfortunate. Uh, which was kind of frustrating to see. I mean, hockey. I, I still find Ovechkin very um, exciting to watch, even though part of the season I kind of was feeling like it was over, over for him. But now he's, he's kicking on, it up now. Now he's yeah, now he's ramping it up. So that's good to see. Uh, Pittsburgh Ross, uh, via the text line at seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four 94, 94 said NASCAR is different because it's the only sport where every team competes against each other every week. Yeah, that's true. That is fair. That is fair. And, um, it's also, you know, it's a traveling circus essentially. I mean, you gotta, you know, it's like golf, you know, they just keep moving around. Uh, it's different and you have to have different skill sets. You know, it's not all super speedway racing. No, there's. Different courses in this case. So I've it is. There is something about it. It's a long season. I did go to the 500 um, one year. I saw when I went to the Twins a few times, but I, when I lived down there and worked down there, I did go to the 500 one year, and it was the year that Jeff Gordon won his first, and I believe he was the youngest driver ever at that point to win. And I think it's like the anniversary of that of that year because he was 25 um yeah and it was it was what 97 i think this is today i think i saw this as like a day in history thing yeah that's today actually so it was like 27 years ago but that was um that was wild because you know he wasn't always the most popular guy i don't know if No, not that. at all and um i made the mistake of asking somebody asked me you know i'm you know i'm from the north what do i know uh but down there i say you know he's well i'm the mid-atlantic you know outside of dc i said they asked me, well, who are you rooting for? And I said, Jeff Gordon. You would have thought I had said something about somebody's mother. And uh, they looked at me like I had two heads, you know, and I was something wrong with me. And, of course, Jeff Gordon won the race.
1: Well, there was a family, I don't know, what was their last name again?
0: Oh, yeah, Earnhardt. Yes. That's why. Yes, yes. And the wild thing was this was a race where Dale Earnhardt Sr. had a horrific wreck. But this is not the fatal accident here. Right, year. right. But in that 97 year, and he spun out, and it looked really bad at the time. And it was when he was door to door with Gordon, and um, anyway, Gordon won at twenty five that year. And I just remember being there with a buddy of mine who I worked with down there. And He was from Boston, and like after like the, I don't know, first twenty laps, I turned to him and I go, "How many more of these do we have to sit there? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a long day. It's a it's a, a long it's a haul, day. no doubt. And then no we're doubt. in the infield, man. And getting out of the infield, huh? Forget about it. Eh, that takes forever. All right, Tyler 757-687-9494. six eight seven ninety four ninety four. I'm trying to remember the quarterback's name, but my grandpa used to talk about two Redskins quarterbacks who would absolutely uh, get housed around the D.C. area. I used to see them. Oh, Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmer. Come on, Sonny and Billy. Man, they had they had uh, buttons for Elden. I like Billy. I love Sonny. Yes, Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmer. Those are the two you're talking about. And, of course, they were the guys prior to Joe Theismann, and they hated Joe Theismann's guts. Uh, let's see. Jeff says Victor Wambiamba. Yes. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy there. him. He's I'm starting getting to there. Yeah. yeah, he's getting there. I'd agree. Yeah, he's getting there, no doubt. And he, it is weird watching him, man, just how freaking long he is. I mean, it's absurd. And to see somebody that size wanting to handle the ball and handling it so smoothly in the open court. Like, I still think Durant – you know, I know a lot of people don't like Durant because he's moved so much and he's kind of a sourpuss – but I still find him fun to watch, especially when it's postseason time. Of course, he'd have to actually you know, be healthy, number one. Yeah, that's helpful. Uh, but I, th- I think he's still, like when he is in the zone, he's pretty great. I mean, we saw another guy I like watching in the NBA uh, earlier this year in Bede, but unfortunately out. And Jokic in his own like, flat-footed, dad bod kind of game is ridiculous <laughs> to have hands that soft. And the passing ability he has for the big man as a big man is pretty incredible, too.
1: I'm actually surprised it took this long for Embiid's name to come up because he was on my list. I I just it's just such a shame that he's not playing around. I guess I would just love to watch him play. And if you want to talk about unlikable, but still very fun to watch play, Luka Doncic. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think that he's an extremely unlikable dude, but at the same time, the guy can ball.
0: No, that's a good one. I mean, Luka is um, he's got his detractors for sure. Um Via the uh, 757 Taylor in Williamsburg says, I'll be rewatching the Falcons and Patriots Super Bowl game, hoping they don't blow that 25-point lead. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right, 757 says, Michael Vick, in terms of old-school must-watch. That's a good one. But do you got any current? Or do you stop watching after (laughs) Vick? Are you totally out now? That's where it peaked for you. Uh, A tennis fan in the 757 says, How about Coco Golf and Daniel Medvedev?
1: Coco's a good one.
0: I like Medvedev. He's got he can play kind of any game you need him to. That guy, um, he had the greatest turn from um, you know heel to yeah, kind your, of your blo- face
1: turn. Yeah, your baby face turn.
0: Yeah, total like the the turn when he was at uh, the U.S. Open was at 2019 when he's like just just everybody's booing him and hating his guts. Mm-hmm to then loving him and eating out of his hand by the time the tournament was over and then come back and won a couple years later. Now I like uh, I like Medvedev a lot. He is, uh, he is something.
1: I, th- I still think the Joker is must-watch, though. you got to watch the <laughs> yeah, Joker. Yeah,
0: but he's, you know, like, let somebody else win once in a while. All right, 757- 757. <laughs> well, he did to the Australians. 757-687-9494. Yes, 757-687-9494. All right, must-watch athletes. Uh, hit us up with that. Um, again, coming off Caitlin Clark last night, she's a – as they call it, a channel stopper uh, when you're watching college basketball these days, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. 687 9494 You can hit us up there via the Ballyhoo's phone line or the uh, text line as well, uh, that direction. And again, the uh, poll question of the day brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings is on the X at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. What are you watching this weekend? You got your choices there. You get your others reply below. We'll get to some of those coming up as well. All right, Tim Murray at the top of the air. We'll get his take on college basketball this weekend. He'll give us some Daytona 500 odds, but he did tell me, I'm not picking anything. I'm like, all right, all right. I can't twist your arm into making some bold NASCAR bet prediction. He's like, no, but he will give us some odds uh, coming up at uh, 4 o'clock for those of you that will be making bets this weekend. Uh, So that'll come up at uh, 4 as well. And then we'll get into some of the stuff yesterday we missed off of the commander's uh, presser. With Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt apparently was a soundbite, uh, was, was Mr. Soundbite yesterday. So we'll play some of the highlights of that. All right. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law, James Witham, Sky Sports Center. All right. We are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Good to be with you here on a Friday, 25 minutes from now. Uh, Tim Murray from v will join us. We'll, um, first of all, see how the, the city of Las Vegas is surviving after the Super Bowl. And also um, get his thoughts on college basketball this weekend. Anything worth investing in, and he'll give us some Daytona Um, numbers as well. But no picks, he says. No picks. Yeah, maybe we'll try to coax him into it. All right, let's get to this. Um, Via the text line, 757-687-9494. From uh, the 757, one of our Giants fans says, I'm going to tell you how old I am. I was saying for me to watch all the time, my all-time must-watch was Lawrence Taylor it's a good one i mean if you're really old you would have said frank gifford though so i mean the lt's not oh, that yeah. you know you're not that old i i will say this i had um he was must watch for me for all the wrong reasons though when we were when we were younger watching uh, the redskins that uh-huh. play, because you knew that he was going to make a, a game-changing play at any moment i mean it, and he was a havoc wrecker
1: i'd say the same about reggie white too. yeah yeah
0: havoc record yeah <laughs> Tyler, you get some funny text, buddy. I can't read that one on the air, though. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, 757, must watch, and these are our former athletes at this point, Michael Phelps, the swimmer, and Usain Bolt. <sighs> I can't get into the Michael Phelps thing, and I can't explain it on the air because I'll just come off like a hater, so I'll just do it <laughs> some other time. Well,
1: if you wanted to go current, you could say Katie Ledecky. Yeah. She's still killing it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I like Katie Ledecky. Michael Phelps is very bad to somebody that I'm friends with, so I can never be a fan. Uh, Paul in Williamsburg, uh, another Michael Phelps fan. Um, Simona Biles and Troy Palomalo. Who didn't love that hair? Yeah. That's good. Okay. These are formers, obviously. Everybody's going, everybody's going old school. I think Simone, isn't she back? Do nobody, does nobody watch sports anymore? What the heck's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, Simone Biles is back. You're correct. So, she, you can, so she's you one active. One, yeah, got one current. Yeah, there. okay. There's active. Only person I paid to watch on TV was Mike Tyson. Wow. Yeah,
1: we just had somebody, uh, Dean and Norfolk, called in and said Mike Tyson. Paid well. to watch.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Now, well, I was kind of a, you know, let's be honest. We were in college. We were kind of mooches. Uh, But we we would go to places <laughs> to see Mike Tyson fight, like friends that have, like, back in then, this is so stupid. There's not necessarily, the Buster Douglas fight was not a pay-per-view, I don't think. No, it was, it was HBO. That straight was HBO. HBO. Yeah. I remember going, um, boy, what used to be the Dunkin' Donuts over there on 49th, there was his apartments there at ODU. Um. And a friend of ours lived there. And we went over there and watched him on on the thing. We go, look, we're going to go watch the Tyson fight. we got about five or ten minutes to kill. (laughs) Then we're going to go out to the bars because, you know, it was going to be over, like, all of his fights. And, of course, you know, the most shocking thing ever happened.
1: Yep, the rest is history. I mean, I
0: I remember, like, a real debate between friends whether or not we should even waste our time going to watch the fight. And I don't know who really was the one. It wasn't me that stood on the chair to say, no, 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 we're going to do this, watch this fight, and then we're going out. But, I mean, I really don't. I really thought there was such an afterthought. The last thing in anybody's mind was that Mike Tyson would lose ever, ever.
1: I'm so glad I didn't miss that fight. It was incredible. So glad
0: it was incredible. When he, I mean, even when he got knocked down the first, I'm like, nah, it's you know, right, it's you gonna think, be all right. Exactly, yeah, it's gonna be okay. And no, man, that, that was wild, absolutely wild. That's a great one. That's a great one. That's uh, that's true. I mean. They were, and usually it wasn't, you know, the fights, you were really losing out when you had to do the pay-per-views because they were so short most of the time. Uh, Greg and Glosser says, must watch for me was Dennis Smith and Steve Atwater combo. They took heads off.
1: You'd think, you almost thought literally at one point.
0: (laughs) They would have been kicked out of football. Uh, Oh, no question about it. What Uh, is it with those Broncos, man? Yeah, yeah, they would have been kicked out of football. No question about it. Uh 757 says Randall Cunningham was must watch except in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, Randall Cunningham and again, he's one of these guys, he's one of those great like examples of like coaching. Uh like you never know what coaching can do for you because remember later in his career when he went to Minnesota and they were actually had a structure to the offense. Yeah. And he was so good. And that was – I felt bad for him that year when they didn't make it to the Super Bowl when they lost to the Falcons, which – and I felt bad for America because, let's be honest, nobody wants to see the Falcons in the Super no. Bowl. And as it turned out, you know, we, we had every reason to be bad. But that was such a good Vikings team. And which kicker was it that they had that had never missed all year and he missed the uh, one more, kick?
1: Was it Morton Anderson? Was it
0: one of the bars? No, it wasn't Morton Anderson. He did that in Jack, against Jacksonville that one year. Um no, what was the was it one of the Bar Brothers? I don't remember which kicker it Anyway, they had some kicker who had made every kick that year, and the one kick they needed in this in that playoff game he missed it, in the championship game. Anyway, it was rough. Uh 757-687-94-94. Xavier in Virginia Beach, a, a um beautiful game fan. Likes says Lionel Messi and Rolandino uh as his must watch guys. So he is a well, I was gonna say he's not he's a football fan with a with a uh with a U. He's not a soccer fan. He'd be, he'd curse at me for saying soccer. Uh, 49er Mike says Steve Young and Jerry Rice back in the day. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, Rice, man, he was on that level for a long, long, long time. And Young was a lot of fun to watch, even when they weren't winning championships. Gary Anderson. Thank you, Frank. It was Gary Anderson. It wasn't a bar brother. Gary Anderson. How sad was that?
1: Yeah, that's rough.
0: Yeah. Um, athletes to watch Donovan 757, Devonte Adams, Giannis, and Gervonte Davis. All right, he he did go out of his raider zone a little bit. I'm appreciating that. All right. Uh, yeah, Giannis is still really good. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know what's going on with their team right now, but it hasn't been that great. Well, the st-
1: what's going on with their team is it looks good on paper and then when yeah. you actually do it, maybe not so much
0: yeah no doubt all right um ant says uh gary anderson minnesota kickers well yes thank you so i've got a few of those that remembered gary anderson i don't know why i wanted to bring the bar brothers i just
1: remember it was Chris one of those Barr and matt bar it was one of those legendary kickers that's yeah. why i kind of went morton anderson
0: first yeah so morton anderson to his claim to fame was in, in 96 um people in jacksonville love morton anderson he's he was actually brought in to like like they had this award show, he was brought in to deliver an award. He was beloved forever there. They got like the key to the city. Yeah. So he missed a chip shot field goal that should have knocked the Jaguars out of the playoffs in ninety in the ninety six season. And that, of course, seriously, I mean that that like changed the history of a lot of things. Like the Broncos, for example, to our guy Greg and he knows this. They might have three peated. That should have I been think, the first of a 3 See,
1: that's why it got stuck in my head, because they showed that recently yeah. on, on ESPN He not chokes too long the ago. kick. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville yeah.
0: played awful. They had a winner get in. The Saints were nothing that year. It was like they played the worst game of the season, right? And they had played so well down the stretch, and they, they literally choked. I mean, they really choked. And Morton Anderson, who never missed, missed a chip-shot field goal. I think he slipped or something. Who knows um, what's going on? And bam, you know, he goes. I think it was like a wide. He shanked it. I don't know what it was. Wide left, wide right, whatever. It's got to be one or the other. And they go to the playoffs, and of course, knock out the Bills. Literally knock out Jim Kelly and the Bills. That was the end of the Bills' runs. Um, beat the uh, Broncos on the road at Mile High, make Barrel Man cry, and then lost to Parcells' is Patriots, and that was the Desmond Howard Super Bowl. After that, and that was, of course, Parcells spent his pregame on the phone with uh, the New York Jets, allegedly. I don't, even, so I, I don't even know if I have to say allegedly because I think they had the phone records because, um, you know, it was great of a coach. He wasn't he a deep thinker to think that they would get his phone bill for the hotel stay. Anyway, 757-687-9494. Uh, text line is rolling here with a lot of good ones. Um, Greg and Gloucester, why did you bring that up? I'd almost forgotten about it. <laughs> I would love to see one more season from Terrell Davis, says Greg as well. And he was also very happy to see Atlanta, I bet, instead of Minnesota, and he's confirmed that. Uh, this is also from Forty Nine er Mike says. Oh, remember Chase Young is going back to Washington. Says who? No, thank you. you yeah. All
1: right, I, I I leave for two seconds and and the craziness. Chase starts. Young
0: is not going back to no, Washington. No, uh, not 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 gonna happen.
1: You you Niners fans don't even put that out there. No, I, he's gonna I don't get. Need a, to.
0: I think he'll get a one year show me deal somewhere.
1: Yeah, he's gonna go to the Titans or something.
0: Yeah, with Brian Arakpo. 757 uh, 687 Raider James says How about Gastineau and Klecko The New York Sack Exchange Were fun to watch too Wow that's really going back You know what wasn't fun to watch Was that terrible Mark Gastino dance Oh yeah Remember that yeah. Remember that terrible dance he did That was awful Didn't he marry the girl That was in Rocky IV Bridget Nielsen Or was he dating her at one point Remember that That's a good question Yeah Gastino was an interesting guy He was very, uh, very Broadway Jewish If you will for that time. But yeah, I mean that were the quarter was that Richard Todd was the quarterback back then, I think at that point. Um from the seven five seven, wish we got to see more of Sean Taylor play. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That is um when you do that list of like people that you want to, you know. Athletes, you know, taking too, too early kind of list. He's, it's him and Len Bias for Yeah, me. he's
1: way up there. Yeah,
0: Len Bias, than Sean Taylor. All right, uh, Xavier uh, says, for Olympic fans, the Jamaican bobsled team in the 80s. <laughs> 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 hey, they made a movie out of that. Man. Nobody go. got more out of that except the Eagle Eddie guy. He was a terrible ski jumper from England. and I mean, it doesn't even feel like he should have been able to be in the Olympics, right? I mean, it doesn't even, like, how do they allow that to happen? Yeah. He's like 20 feet short of everybody else. I mean, it's kind of a joke. Anyway. Speaking of
1: gone too soon, John Candy, RIP.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, 757-687-9494. All right. Coming up, we will uh, get to some uh, college basketball. Tim Murray at 4 o'clock from Beeson uh, and also in football at 4. We'll dive into a little bit of the highlights from Joe Witt. Who knew Joe Witt was such a uh, soundbite machine. And also um, a little bit from Cliff Kingsbury as well. Scott Jackson, show priority auto sports radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law Injured in an accident? Call seven five seven injured seven five seven i n j u r e d. All right, welcome back. Priority auto sports radio ninety four point one. Brought to you by Larry King Law. Thanks for being with us here on a Friday. We'll talk to our guy Tim Murray from Beeson coming up in about nine minutes from now. want to get to, uh, again, the poll question. If you have not participated um, on the X at ESPN Radio 941 or at Jackson Sports, brought to you by Dominion Floor covering right now. The Daytona 500 is the uh, the thing most are looking forward to watching this weekend, along with uh, Tiger, if he makes the cut, followed by the other, and there's a lot of different replies uh, and uh, NBA All-Star Games way behind. All-Star Weekend at 16.2%. Uh, let's see. Ziggy says, really, it's both Daytona and golf. Revere Country Club NBA, who I never watched until the playoffs. Terrible regular season product. I somewhat disagree. I think after the All-Star break, it actually ramps up. Oh, it does. Definitely better. does. Like, it, it, you know, teams start to care about seedings and things like that. It, it gets better. But, yes, The playoffs are 900 times better than the regular season. There's no doubt. There's not a sport that has a way better – like, there is a huge, like, difference in playoffs versus the regular season. Agreed on that front. All right, Nick uh, says, Odu, baseball and basketball. I appreciate you watching basketball. Thank you. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Georgia State. Um, At somebody named HB Who says, uh, watching college basketball over any of that – Tiger, only if he's in contention. This NBA All-Star Weekend. is almost, almost unwatchable. Uh, Matthew says three-point contest and skills contest in rookie versus sophomore game. See, I don't watch a rookie versus sophomore game at all. Uh, Got to see Victor and Steph in that three-point shootout versus her since he is him. LOL. Uh, Foster versus Nova, the other Brian and Chesapeake. So there you go. All right, keep them coming in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> alright eight seven ninety four ninety four. Dave Smith is just so bummed out that football is over. He's going to be at the Surf City Fishing Pier this weekend. All right, there you go. <laughs> all right, that's fair. He just can't deal with anything else. All right, he is he's, he's one of those people. He's very single-dimensional. Okay. Don't
1: worry, you've got the uh, X, whatever they call it now, UFL, you got yeah. UFL coming up.
0: Yeah, UFL coming up, all right. Um, and he doesn't also know how to use Twitter, but I'm not going to help him. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, 757 says, um, loved watching Ray Lewis play back in the day. Yeah, Ray Lewis, man. I'll tell you what, there were not and this is prior to um the murder rap. So don't don't think that that had like anything had changed. Or this doesn't why why I thought he was terrifying looking coming off the field, but I was I used to be on the field a lot in Jacksonville when he played the Ravens. And him coming off after a game. I mean, he looked literally looked, you know, like you know these to have him come out to Gladiator. Yeah. I mean, he literally looked like a guy from the Gladiator fight. I mean, after games, like he was just like like they say leave it all in the field. Ray Lewis looked like he left everything on the field every single time. I mean, He was incredible. This was some of the really bad years for the Ravens, but they had good defenses and their offense sucked all the time. And they had, like well. Stoney Case playing quarterback or Tony Banks. <laughs> Stoney <laughs> Case. It was so horrendous. But I used to always watch Ray Lewis come off the field. And I was like, this dude is the baddest so-and-so in the world. And then, like, he, he just looked like, I mean, again, he just had blood on his pants and stuff. And, and, again, this is prior to the whole Super Bowl incident, right? And I'm like, this guy, I mean, he's, he's the toughest dude in the NFL. Anyway, um, he was he was a sensational player, and when they, and I was in Baltimore a few times in playoff games, and he would come out to the whole gladiator thing, which was bonkers. I mean, it is a production; it was like a Broadway production. That's
1: why they always bring him in for the big ones, right? Yes. He was there yes. for the for the AFC Championship game, if I remember yeah. right.
0: Well, the, actually, I should say the one playoff game I was at at home because remember the the Super Bowl year they were not at home was um, it might have been for one of them. No, I think they beat the Broncos at home, then they had to go on the road. Anyway. Was uh, the one year I was there though was after the Super Bowl team, and then they had um, they had they lost to the Titans, and I remember being there with John Riggins, and he was doing the sidelines for Westwood One, and he said are you kidding you know and rego was a theatrical guy in his own right? oh, no back doubt. in the day and he was like he was so into the ray lewis thing he thought it was a trip right with the, the whole entrance and this whole thing and he, he thought and here's rego you know he was the biggest you know egomaniac himself <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really full of himself and i'm like john come on man <laughs> but it was it was so funny and then of course uh, they lost to that team that was uh, eddie george um steve mcnair titans who beat him Knocked out the Ravens. I think that was their last home playoff game prior to the thing the other day, right? Man, oh man, it's crazy. All right, 757-687-9494, 94 um, let Let's get to uh, this. Last night, um, Louisiana ODU at the chartway. Uh, we Chartway. Louisiana to get the win 68-60. I mean, I feel like a broken record here, James, when I talk about um, our basketball team. Similar problems, different nights, right? The lack of sharing the basketball on a consistent basis. Last night, turnovers. Oh, my God. 16 of them were a big problem. And just I think when they get themselves in trouble, just the over dribbling and, you know, digging themselves holes and play well, play hard uh, for stretches, but not consistently and long enough. The one bright spot, big bright spot from last night was freshman Danny Pounds, who played 17 minutes off the bench. At a 13 and nine night, I wish he could have hit a few more free throws down the stretch because that could have helped. But he played um, really well after a guy who didn't play the previous game. That was a positive thing to see. But man, it was a um, it was a frustrating game because they had chances and Louisiana's good. They got a lot of experience, space the floor. You know, they they kind of know how to play. They can play fast or or half court you. And last night, their half-court offense at times was was pretty clinical, and they just killed ODU on the offensive glass and too many important stretches, and took advantage of second-chance points at a high level last night. Although the monarchs got better as the game went on in that regard, but too much uh, too much offensive glass work and really good three-point shooting night as the as the night went on, hit some key three pointers Louisiana after st- starting out ice cold, but. Very frustrating, tough night. I mean, ODU's got five games left in the conference, two of which are against the top team, App State, who will be here next week. I want to say next Thursday, uh, and then they got to go to App State as well. Uh, some, you know, Georgia State in here on Saturday. Certainly, again, a team they can play with, a team they could beat, a team they probably could have beaten down there, but just got to stop. Uh, the self-inflicted wounds are just killing them. And overall, the over dribbling. Is just absolutely crushing them as well. Just share the ball, move the ball, keep it hot. I mean, it's everybody's doing it to you. Just it's okay. I mean, it, don't it's, trouble yourself into oblivion. As much as I hate to
1: say, you know, it's it's one of those points where you look at where you're at in the season. Like if they haven't gotten it by now,
0: yeah, you know, I know it's tough, man. Tough, tough, tough. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four. 94. All right. We're going to uh, take a break. We'll come back. Uh, our guy Tim Murray is going to join us on the other side at one. Tim Murray from Beeson. We'll get to the uh, world of college basketball, what he likes this week, and he's got some Daytona odds for us as well. Uh, we'll dive into that, and then we'll get to some more football at four stuff next hour. Uh, Jim Harbaugh apparently is already influencing um, the betting world. We'll get to that. As well in the next hour. Scott Jackson, show priority auto sports radio 94.1, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757injured. 757 I N J U R E D. James Witham's got your sports center.